Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey, uh, I have in my hand the issue dated 11th of December 1982, Roy of the Rovers, um, and it's very Watford heavy. We've got Watford on the front cover, Watford Steve Turry, watched by teammate Luther Blissett, celebrates his goal against Norwich City. And then at the top it says Watford star in sign please. So there's the Watford fucking player in the middle as well on the set Watford of pages. Watford are a team on the app. They were in this period, weren't they? <laughs> well, they, they were eighty two, yeah. Um, Watford, a football, a soccer club that's going places. Do you want to come along for the ride? <laughs> Here's new chairman, Elton, Elton John, John, the singer. <laughs> it's good enough for him. Is it good enough for you? <laughs> Imagine that if clubs put ads on for like just to just be, for to support them. Yeah. 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 Have you grown dissatisfied with your football club? Are you looking <laughs> to change for someone more in line with your own ambitions as a fan? Why not like, try Watford? A bit like those um promotional films that like city councils would make. There was one for Sheffield in that Gods of Snooker documentary, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that Sheffield. Kind of yeah, that's exactly right. PR thing, yeah. I think that's where know? I might have just got that from in my head, Sheffield. Maybe. A town of the future. Yeah. A town of technological advancements. And then Beautiful someone's people. Going, I thought Sheffield was full of uh, unemployment and derelict buildings. No, not anymore. I thought Sheffield was a shithole. Maybe <laughs> once upon a time, but things are changing. The future is a coming. You My favourite thing, I don't know where I've seen this one, but I always chuck it in when I'm doing an impression of an old-fashioned sort of promotional film, mm. is they will always at some point have a old woman <laughs> eating an ice cream and the voiceover <laughs> and, they are, and the voiceover goes, better eat up quick, madam, the match starts soon. And she looks, does a double take and realises that the camera is looking at her and just shrugs and giggles because the camera's pointed at her. Because that's what people did in the old days, didn't they? Oh, you? Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a Simpsons line where they're doing a thing about going to the moon and they have a a fat child and the voiceover says, slow down. Oh, yeah, that's it. They're going, on the moon, you can eat whatever you want. Because gravity stops you from putting on weight. And it cuts to some fat kid eating a donut. He goes, slow down, tubby. You're not on the moon yet. 
<laughs> you know what? If 1982 Roy the Rovers was still going instead of the new modernised version they've got, Roy mm. Race would almost certainly be going to the moon at this point. Oh, he? yeah, he'd be firing himself, firing himself <laughs> into fucking space. If Branson's doing it and fucking Bezos is doing it, I'm doing it. I've got, I've got a fucking, I've set a deal up with my mechanics in Melchester. They, <laughs> they built me a rocket. I'm fucking going to beat Bezos and all those cunts up there and I'm going to be the first bastard to score a goal on the moon. They basically took my car and converted it. They've added some rockets up the bottom of it, so I'm going up to the moon in my car. <laughs> Blackie wants to combat. Um, I just think that would complicate matters. I don't want to spend that length of time at close quarters with him. <laughs> we did it before in a pre-season tour of uh, of the, the Faroe Islands and uh, it didn't he work get, out well. It gets very needy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he also doesn't like to be trapped in confined spaces. Yeah, it becomes very panicked. Yes, the windows open oh, all the time. I, I, hang on, hang on. I might... I think there might be a recording issue. Wait up. Oh, no, it's all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Panic there. There was Let's another... Continue. There was a dead window. There was oh, a dead right. window a, on a my dead screen. dead session. I hate dead sessions. Shouldn't allow them in my studio, which is what I now call this bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the corner of your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know who the captain of Watford was in this 1982 edition? Who was the skipper mm, who was on the centre spread? Okay. Well, the fact that you've asked me suggests it's going to be someone fairly well known. Fairly well known, but I had no recollection of him being a Watford player in 82. Uh, I don't know. I'm okay. going to. I remember Brian Talbot being a player for them in the 80s at one point and being right. quite senior. No. Oh! Oh, no, no, sorry. I was about to say, I I remember Steve Perryman went there at one point, but I think that was Did later he? in the 80s. All oh, right, OK. It's not. It's neither of them. Brian Talbot was close, though. Pat Rice. Pat Rice. Pat Rice. Must Pat Rice, the most Irish-looking man in in <laughs> Ireland. Was Liam Brady not the most Irish-looking man? Although, yeah, Pat Rice probably is Pat as well. Pat Rice yeah. is fucking Irish-looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pat Rice. So there he is. Wow. And there he is. I'll show you. He's holding his arms aloft. Victory has been achieved. That. Fuck me. He, he looked so dynamic then. It wasn't long before he ended up looking a bit like Dennis Taylor's, like, alcoholic yeah. brother. Yeah, that was probably within about three years he was back at Arsenal. When he, so, had, when he, was, he was basically fucking Wenger's butler, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I wonder what he's doing now. Not bothered. Wenger don't called write, him don't pa- write in and tell us. Wenger called him Patrice, of course. Yeah, he did. He didn't realise, yeah. he just thought it was a one-name thing. He has one name, like Seal or Prince. His name is Patrice. He is very good. He goes and fetches the broccoli and the vitamins from the chemist. He uh, he sets up the karaoke on away trips. <laughs> He's very helpful to me. Um, he is a right. lovely little man. Let's have a look then. Um, what's going on here? Into the uh, main story. And, um, oh, there's not a lot going on this week. This might not take very long. Um, It tells us at the top, following a promising trial for Melchester Rovers, 17-year-old Andy Locke had disappeared and Roy had searched in vain for the exciting young striker. Returning home late at night, Roy ran into a trouble of a very different kind. And, of course, as we saw in the last issue, domestic trouble. We see Penny, she's holding the screaming baby, um... And um, the baby's got vibration noises, vibration shapes coming off its head. So the baby must be fucking howling its head off. Young Diana, the baby, isn't it? And oh, look that's at Roy's... It. Ugh. 
Look at Roy's sheepish face as he enters oh. the living room. Uh-oh. This is the act I do when I get in. You have to act dead vulnerable. <laughs> uh, he comes in. I learned says, how to do it when I were a kid, when the old man got angry with me. You look all sweet and cute, <laughs> like you give a flying fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Grim. <laughs> so he walks in, looking all uh, sad. Uh, Hi, Penny. Uh, had a nice day. She says, oh, it's been wonderful. All sorts of exciting <laughs> things have been happening. <laughs> oh, Penny voices are terrible. Okay, there we go. And uh, next we <laughs> see a close-up on the vacuum cleaner, which is in pieces sh- on the floor. A shit vacuum cleaner. These are yeah. the vacuum cleaners that you had to deal with this is what you had in the to. 80s. Yeah, upright vacuum cleaner with a vacuum cleaner bag, and you start to empty the shit out of the bag. You didn't get the bags that you could t- take out separately and dispose mm. of. She says, first well, you, the vacuum... Sorry, you did get carpet cleaners that weren't even vacuum electronic ones. It was halfway between a broom and a hoover mm. in that it was um, it was like mechanical, upright thing, and you yeah. pushed it up you and down along around. the carpet. And yeah, you just yeah. pushed it around. They were sort of like rolling brushes underneath. That, yeah. as far as I can tell, just sort of redistributed the dirt and grit. I think so. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, I don't know why I got onto different carpet cleaning techniques well, of a, the it's 1980s. A, it's a favourite topic of yours, isn't it? Fucking so. is, because I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I'm not sure I could ever go back. Let's hope I don't fall on really hard times where I have to sell my shark, because I'm not sure I'd be able to hoover with anything else. I'd just have to let the carpet go dirty. We must never, ever pretend that the past was a better place. It's nice no. to look back and remember, but never, ever... You would never go back. Look at that, man. Look at that fucking vacuum cleaner. You can't go back The way that. I perceive human history is very much BS and PS. That's before shark and post shark. Mm. That's quite recent then, isn't it? Yeah. Quite a recent uh, Well, I've only had a shark for less than a year. So what <laughs> I'm saying is my life only really began oh, in the last life. eight months. Right, not society. Well, society I mean, generally, yeah. It's like when they have the, that series on BBC Two where they go go back in time and they, they live in a decade of the past and they have to deal with all this shit. It never ends well. You never find them going, well, yeah, 1970s was good. I'd like to live there forever. I think they have to do back to the 80s because Adam and Joe did yeah. that on their show in the 90s as a joke did it ever right. happen for real well yeah you had this thing where go, I can't remember what it's called the BBC 2 series and a family would go and live in an exact replica of um, a previous decade and try and deal that's with it that's funny because in the 90s I guess it was the late 90s Adam and Joe I know you're not a massive fan of theirs but some of the stuff they did on their TV show then was fucking funny and mm. they um they did a, at the time it was when they'd first started doing that, I think some sort of living like the Victorians thing. Right, right, yeah. So back then it was a new thing to do, let's make people live in the past. Yeah. But it was very much the fucking distant past. And so Adam and Joe did a sketch, which was ironic, which was about mm. living in the 80s and the fucking dad had a Sinclair C5 and the daughter developed a heroin problem. Right. All that sort of stuff. And that was a fucking joke. It's yeah. since happened for real. Amazing. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an obvious idea. It's a good idea, though. 
Why don't me, me they want to get me and you doing back to the 90s, back to Euro 96. Specifically two Euro middle-aged 96 men, that two, two broken down, washed up middle-aged men go back to li- relive their Euro 96 heyday. <laughs> you got to roll with it. You got to... T- <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back there. You don't want to be in Euro 96? Nah. Not as I am now. I couldn't go back and do all that again. No, I wouldn't be able to take it either because obviously I can't do any of the drinking or drug taking anymore either. exactly. All right, you're right. It's better off just in in my mind's eye. Like I say, the past is a wonderful place, but you wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. Um, So the vacuum cleaner is in bits. There's a screwdriver lying on the floor. One of the wheels has been pulled off. Uh, all of the dust out of the vacuum cleaner bag is lying on the on the carpet. She says, um, first the vacuum cleaner broke down, which means I haven't been able to finish the housework. Fuck it out. <coughs> well, she's just made it worse, hasn't she, by pulling it apart. Unless she give it to Roy Junior to fix. And he's done that. Fix that! I fixed it, mummy! <laughs> I fixed it, I fixed I suck, I fixed suck machine! <laughs> You've just made it worse, Roy Junior. Roy <laughs> Junior, make it good. <laughs> new, all new. It suck better now. <laughs> Dirt on floor, soon go. Roy Junior, eat lollipop now. That's not a lollipop. That's the screwdriver, Roy Junior. Don't eat it. Oh, he swallowed it. Mm, yum yum, metal lolly. <laughs> oh, when will your father be home? <laughs> Straight lady, again. <laughs> he's done it again. Yeah, yeah, he's eating another screwdriver. Yeah. Feels like in. a weekly visit now. Yeah. It's, be parking space outside the front door still there, yeah. Just make sure uh, that's clear for me. You should I'll name this fucking down. wing after the little bastard, the amount he's in here. <laughs> so, uh, she, and then in the next frame... She says, Then I tripped over one of the kids' toys and spilled the baby's bath water on the carpet. And yeah, the baby's well, bath I mean. has upturned the, um, I think that's a sponge, or it might be a big bar it of It looks soap, like an egg. Or, or it might be a potato. <laughs> sure. well, you got fucking... First of all, what's there a potato doing in a baby's bath <laughs> in the middle of the fucking carpet in the first place? Uh, and all the suds are there and the carpet's soaking wet and the little toy duck is just sitting next to it all. Looking really smug. And then, <laughs> then she says, and the twins just aren't settling down at their new school. They've been fighting ever since they got home. Why are they at a new school? What's that about? They haven't moved out. Oh, They've lived in Manchester them. forever. There must have been problems at the previous school that we know nothing well, I of. I think Roy Jr., the, the head, probably said, I, we, we think that Roy Jr. may benefit from a school... That can cater more for his particular more, needs. More sympathetic to his um, temperament, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what this is about. He's been swallowing screwdrivers from the woodwork <laughs> shop again. How much do you want? All right, how many screwdrivers <laughs> yeah. was it? Fine. Um, Let's say it's two quid a screwdriver, plus <laughs> here's an extra little bit for a drink for you. And let's just forget the old thing. <laughs> So and then they're fighting over a toy car, and um, what's she called again? Melinda. Yeah, She's I think saying, so. That's my car, and Roy Junior says, "No, it isn't. It's mine." My and, car. Uh, and then Roy jumps in 
and shouts, Roy! Which is confusing. <laughs> Get out of the car! <laughs> oh, my God! And the car flies through the air, and in the next frame, it crashes through the screen of Roy's state-of-the-art telly. Space telly. Space and readers, telly, yeah. if you haven't seen the pictures, which, by the way, will be posted on the Facebook page and on Twitter, I think, but... The, the, the the telly has been a regular feature of whenever we see Roy at home and we've always admired it because this is a fucking amazing space age looking it is. it's like a TV as designed by Stanley Kubrick yeah, and uh, and all I was ever told when I was a kid when we still had these tube TVs was that if you chucked anything through it I mean this was told to us a lot because obviously as a kid in that era you were always thinking I wonder what would happen if I chucked yeah. a brick at the telly oh you were just always chucking stuff around anywhere because yeah, that's what you did you think well there's a big box with glass on it over there so that's risky and people go you, you know the way I was told it I don't know if it was the same for you that if you chucked something and it bust the telly screen there was a tube inside of it that had an explosive capacity yes. similar to that of a hydrogen bomb. Yeah, and it would blow up. So That's what they said, it. didn't they? Yeah. They were like, did. it won't just break, it will create a blast that will bring the whole house down. Yeah, and we'd all well, die. That's not happened here. Television, bringer of pleasure, bringer of doom. Yeah. So be careful. Man, man's greatest friend and also his most powerful enemy. <laughs> That, in fact, was the advertising strapline used by <laughs> Granada Television Rentals in the 80s. Television. That's yeah, greatest friend and most powerful enemy. So there is the car's gone crashing through the screen and it says, Crash! Crash with a K. And Penny goes, Eek! Um, oh, fucking hell. Roy, what have you? What are you about to say? Jalapeño. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. So they're looking at the TV screen with the car sticking out of it, and Roy oh says, it's been God. like that, has it, dear? But I I thought your mother would be helping out as usual. Fucking hell, Roy. Where's your fucking mum? <laughs> That's her job, isn't it? I bought her that fucking car, didn't I? So oh, she can fucking right. get round it. Fuck me. And Penny's got her fucking hand on her forehead at this point. In exasperation, she says, Her back is playing up again. I've had to cope all day on my own while you were charging around Rokeford looking for that boy. <laughs> I'll be looking for a boy. What of it? <laughs> 
And um, yeah, so Roy is in very much in the doghouse here. So he hands she hands Diana over to him, and she says, "So you could worry about your own kids for a change right now. I'm off to bed." Oh, is that an invitation? Yeah. No, it fucking isn't. Oh, Should I just leave the it's... three of them in here with all this broken glass? Oh, we go upstairs. It's fine. I'll barricade them in like I did that other time. We'll shut the door and then I'll shift the fucking sideboard in front of it so they can't get up and bother us. <laughs> we can Roy do it Junior, on the sideboard. stay away from the glass. Melinda, <laughs> you keep an eye on Diana. Make sure she doesn't eat any glass. Basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is, no glass. I'm upstairs to pump your mum. I mean, I have to talk to mum. <laughs> We've got a uh, planet holiday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Disneyland. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. I think I said that. <laughs> Don't worry. I've told them they were going to Disneyland. That'll keep their little heads fucking that, occupied for that, half an that, hour. That'll help them sleep. <laughs> that'll get your knickers off. Right, this has got nothing to do with pumping, as you call it. All right, making love, however you want to put it. Let's get started. <laughs> so he's got the baby and she, he says well kids looks like daddy is putting you in the bed tonight isn't that great Roy Jr has his hands on his hips and he goes don't want to go to bed <laughs> and Melinda looks Roy Jr's fucking hair has know, gone bizarre mad in it it's like Ronald McDonald <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it says it was an interesting a new experience for Roy and an exhausting one and he sat there reading the story and he's just fucking knackered he looks like uh, he also the... just hates it you know like yeah. some parents yeah. just absolutely fucking yeah. it's just like I mean because it can be hateful when you're not in the mood and if you've had a hard day for instance in Roy's case chasing a boy around Melchester yeah right they like it's like sometimes you just can't muster the enthusiasm for that last crawl to the finishing line, yeah. which is bedtime and story. Yeah. But ultimately, you have to throw yourself into it or be like us and love children's stories more than children do. <laughs> so he looks like um, his face is really drawn and haggard. He looks like one of the drunken bakers from Viz. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's going, once upon a time... Yawn. There was a lonely little crocodile called Edward. <laughs> and Roy Jr. says, Oh, Dad, you've read that story a million times. Shut up. Melinda <laughs> says, We want the new one. Fucking oh, new he's one. struggling with the parenting thing. And then the following morning, we see him. And again, he still looks completely fucked. But he's got his shirt and tie on. He's ready for, for work. And Penny says, uh, There's a list of groceries I want you to pick up. Then you can fetch the kids from school and pop round to see how mother is. Oh, and don't forget some, to get someone to mend the television. Fucking hell. She's a fucking ball break, a penny when she wants to be, isn't she? She's very yeah. tolerant, but when that line has been crossed, you're There's two ways of looking at this. I mean, well, first of all, this whole episode of, of, of Roy is quite interesting because I think to me and you, I'm enjoying it because it plays on themes that as seasoned dads and, you know, ve- uh, uh, what would you call it, marriage veterans, which we, mm. we both are, then you kind of can relate to some of the points and that work-life balance and the way it affects your relationship. <laughs> but 
this was a comic aimed at kids, and I cannot mm. imagine when I was seven in 1982 finding. It, I'm I'm just want to watch the action sequences where Melchester are coming from yeah. three nil down to win four three yeah. in a cup semi final, right? And I'm like, what? She's, the Hoover's broken. I mean, like, <laughs> this is interesting to us now, but to to a kid, you're like, what? The Hoover's broken, and he doesn't like doing bedtime stories. What? This, this is fucking so boring. This yeah, is so that this is adult boring yeah. shit. But I also think that the the take on sort of um, sexual politics or relationships in in those days, the the sort of commentary on let's say sexism or whatever yeah. was pretty pretty two-dimensional because this is a two-dimensional sucking portrayal it's like he and goes out to work and he's earning loads of money right but has to fucking work quite hard or in Roy's case hustle hard and she is staying home and looking after the kids that's what they've decided upon and he's come home and you can flip it round and this is I could take pelters for this, but you can flip that round and go, hang on a minute, I have been actually fucking working. I haven't just been in the feathers all day. And if this house has gone fucking bananas, I'm not actually, to be fair, I'm not in a fucking fit state to cope with this right now. Well, I mean, this was the 1980s and it was still the era of the working working husband and the housewife, and the housewife was a full-time job. Especially if there was kids. So... I'm, I'm not making a comment on it there at all, but that's just how it was and that's how it is here. And Penny I think she's, be, because, she's, she's being because, pretty harsh on him. Well, she's been taken for granted, though, hasn't she? Mm. I think but it's a deal. Ultimately, it's like everything, d- it's her mother's fault. Yeah. I, mean, I tell you what, though, do you know what makes up for it? This really sexy sort of house coat that she's wearing at breakfast yeah. the next day. Yeah. That shows real effort. A lot of women wouldn't bother looking that sexy at breakfast that's, time um, after a few years of marriage. That That's almost a fuck you to Roy. It's like, here's what you, here's what you could have had. If you'd pulled your yeah. finger out, but here's a shopping list instead. Here's your sirloin steak, but you're still going out for wimpy burgers. <laughs> Fucking joke. <laughs> so Roy gets into Melchester. Um, there he is. He's got his suit on. He's in managerial mode. He's got his suit on. He's got his fucking briefcase under his arm. Um, it says the weary Roy almost fell into Melchester Stadium. This is tragic, isn't it? And there's Ben Galloway. Roy, where on earth have you been? I wanted to start the board meeting at 10 o'clock sharp. No, it's oh, not. fuck. It's Sam, Bo- Sam Barlow, isn't it? The chairman, not Ben mm. Galloway. Ben Galloway is the general manager. Mm. Um, uh, uh, he says, sorry, Sam. Uh, what's the meeting about? Oh, the stadium <laughs> redevelopment scheme, of course. The architects arrived over an hour ago. Fucking architects. Oh, fuck me. Um... And then it says it had been decided to convert Mel Park into an in inverted commas all seater stadium. And there we've got an architect with his uh, three dimensional model of the stadium, and he's got his pointing stick to point things out as he's explaining it. Mm. And it says at the uh, rear of the river stand, we envisage an entirely new leisure complex, squash courts, social club, even a swimming pool. Uh, very impressive, I must say, says one of the board of directors. Reminds me of that Monty Python sketch. Have you seen it where it's the uh, about the Freemasons and they're doing a proposal for a new tower block and Michael yeah. Palin's character, I think, goes in and shows off a really impressive tower block and it's a 3D model like that. And then I think yeah. it might be, say, the Graham Chapman or John Cleese goes into the second one and the thing starts to tilt and then fall and then it explodes <laughs> and catches fire. But he's a Freemason, so he gets the gig. <laughs> 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 it's really good. Um, 
So, yeah, that's the future of Mel Park by the looks of it. Um, take a look for yourself. I, I like the look of it. Um, and Sam Barlow then says, What do you think, Roy? Huh? And one of the directors says, Great Scott. Another one says, I thought I could hear a snoring sound. It's Roy. My apologies, gentlemen. The manager seems to have dozed off in the meeting of the most important meeting in the middle of the most important meeting in the history of this club. Is it really the most important meeting in the history of the club? All right. I mean, maybe the one that they had after Roy got shot might have been more important. I'd have thought. Build what you fucking but, want. As long as there's a fucking green square of grass with a couple of goals in it, I could not <laughs> give a fuck. Oh, and also a private room for uh, the manager to take, <laughs> let's say, intimate G- meetings. Guests. <laughs> oh, yeah. Special VIPs. With a pull-down bed in it. Um, and Roy is asleep in the meeting. And, um, I mean, he hasn't had to do that much, has he? Fucking hell. He drove around Rokeford yesterday. He had to read the kids a bedtime story. And that's it. And he's asleep. <clears throat> oh, well. And it says, in next week's episode, another injury problem for Roy to worry about. It's dragging on this season, isn't it? Um, I, I, Mark's out of ten for that one. I'm going to give that one... I'm going to give it an 8. I'm going to give it a 9 because at the end of the day, mate, Mm -hmm. someone threw a fucking toy car through a television screen. True. So I can't really ask for more than that. Yeah, it feels disingenuous. (laughs) And then Roy fell asleep in a board meeting. I mean, (laughs) this is very close to it. This is about as close to a 10 as I've ever been. Yeah, you've got a point, to be honest. Yeah, can I up mine to a 9? Is that all right? And you get Penny and Sexy Negligee. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, el- yeah, elsewhere, good. we have Roy's message, which we see Roy sat behind his typewriter, typing it out with his tie pulled down and his shirt collar open. Because it's hard work typing out a message. And here it is. He says, Hi, pals. Later in this issue, you'll see an advertisement for the Big Daddy Annual 1983. He's a personal friend of mine, and I was sorry, like thousands of others, he couldn't appear in his own television show due to illness. Fuck knows what that was about. Uh, but on a much happier note, I can tell you it's definitely worth buying his annual. It retails at £2.25, and is 80 pages of laughs, and of course, wrestling. It's on sale now, pals, and first-class value for money. Uh, and then... Uh, as you can tell, probably, from my enthusiasm, yes, I do get a cut. I managed to negotiate a deal with Shirley, as I call him, as executive producer of the annual. <laughs> and then, owing to the artless stillness, Space Invader doesn't appear this week. It returns next week. I have his assurances. <laughs> he's got the shits. I don't know why. Maybe, I don't know. He, he weren't on holiday, but he's been back a couple of weeks. I don't think it's that much of a delayed reaction, so fuck knows. But he says he can't draw. I said to him, there's nothing to stop your fucking hands from drawing just because your ass is exploding. But no <laughs> dice. <the> bug. <laughs> yeah. you got one of them drawing boards, haven't you, that you'd glue the fucking page onto? Stick it on Sit your on fucking the legs. On your knee. Okay, now, I'll send one of the kids around from the office to collect the drawings once they're done. You can, hand <laughs> up, you can slide them under the door so he doesn't have to see you in a state of indignity. <laughs> Unless you're into that sort of thing, I don't know. <laughs> Takes all sorts. And then later on in the issue, there's an actual advert for the Big Daddy Annual 1983. And there's a cartoon of Big Daddy there saying, it's a knockout Christmas annual. 
Featuring all that's best in the world of wrestling, there's grip and grapple photo action, a Big Daddy cartoon fun, quiz and stacks more. Get a bumper helping of Christmas fun with Big Daddy Annual. And it says, a great present to give or receive. Feels like there's a bit of menace underlying there, doesn't it? If you don't fucking buy yeah. this or ask for this for Christmas, Big Daddy's going to come around and... I, I was never really a big fan of Big Daddy. I was always on the side of giant haystacks, who I yeah, felt was more of a renegade. Yeah, we've discussed this before. We, we decided Big Daddy was Brexit. Yeah, with his fucking Union Jack top, yeah. top hat and just a bit of a bully. Always seen I the don't like him. Whereas giant haystacks was the kind of feral. You'd imagine he lived in a barn. <laughs> he lived <laughs> in the fucking woods, didn't he? Because he wore sort of like... What was it he was wearing? Not a sheep skin, but something like it was just it was a, like that, a wasn't huge. It, it was Some like he was like a skin. He was like a woolly mammoth. Yeah, <laughs> he was Ice absolutely fucking mad. He yeah. was. It's like he'd wandered in from the woods <laughs> into this wrestling contest. I wonder if he ever got a book. I'm gonna have a look. Oh, I'd get that. Giant haystacks. You know what I fancy? A giant haystacks T-shirt. Ah, fucking hell. Oh, that'd what? be good, yeah. The giant haystacks. <laughs> Searching for giant haystacks annual just takes it to the Big Daddy annual. Because he's obviously featured in that. Not giving his own annual, though. Yeah. I've done a whole page on what a cunt giant haystacks is. <laughs> ah. it's, I've just simply got, it's, a, it's a page filler, really, because when you're doing an annual, you can run out pretty quick of decent stuff. So I've done one page, it's just like 21 reasons why Giant Haystacks is a fucking knobhead. Plenty of Giant Haystacks t-shirts online. That's what you're into. Yeah, I am. It says... Giant Haystacks. And then it says Blackpool Supersized Tag Clash. And he's sitting on a chair with his fucking animal skins on and his big leather boots. (laughs) Fucking hell, Yes! (laughs) What a man. I'm afraid we're both going to have to get them. <laughs> when my when I was a kid, as I've talked about, my mum would sometimes bring different boyfriends home. Obviously, Archie Buchanan moved in, but there was others too, before and after Archie. Right. And and in a way, you know, as you know, I've always been searching for a sort of a, a male r- role model in my mm. life, you know. Um, you know, it's why I look up to people like Chris Ryan so much, I think, right? Of course, yeah. And all different shapes and sizes came back with my mum at various mm. points. You know, I'm not saying she was putting it about. Not like no. one night stands, proper boyfriends, right? And uh, I always sort of, in the back of my mind, had an ideal of the sort of man I would like to come back and almost be like. I mean, I had my dad. Yeah. So, you know, no offence to him, he was a good dad, but he wasn't around. So it's yeah. like I just wanted her to come home with giant haystacks, Andy. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? Oh, because she used to go to a nightclub with her in her, her mad mate Peggy, right? Called the Chat Noir, the cat, yeah. the black cat. But obviously in French, it's sexier. And that is where they. I think that's where she met Archie and various other fellas. And she was like, "I've been to. I met an adorable man at the Chat Noir last adorable. night, <laughs> and he's coming, fella. She always say, a lovely fella, and he's coming over to meet you mm-hmm. because I would like you to get to know him." What's his name? His name's Haystacks. <laughs> but he likes to be known as Giant Haystacks because he is very big. But you have uh, to call him just Haystacks. call him Haystacks. He's coming around later. 
Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> boom. Door pum, fucking pum, gets pum. knocked through. <laughs> Proud. Oh, man. The door's come through. Ah, are you Sam? Yes, are you Haystacks? Giant Haystacks, yes. Do you want me to be on your daddy? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Will you beat up the, the boys who bully me at school? <laughs> Now, I'm proposing here, here and now that we do a history box on giant haystacks. Yeah, done. Done. It might have already been out by the time this goes out because we're staggering the recording of some of these episodes. Well, so you might have this already is heard the backstop. This is the origin story. Yeah, so that's going to happen uh, very soon, if it hasn't already. Anyway, on let's the much, there. On the, on the we, much missed but currently rested satirical TV show, Sam the Ladies News Thing, yeah. we did occasionally have giant haystacks speaking to us from beyond the grave to <laughs> give. His verdict on, you know, like all these woke issues that come up every week where the male go, ah, now they won't let you say the word girl or whatever other bullshit they've made up to fuel their imaginary culture war, right? And we had this thing where we had animated giant haystacks giving his verdict on everything, (laughs) whether or not it was legit. I can't remember more details than that, but I'll try and find it on YouTube. I mean, lots of those shows are still on YouTube, aren't they? They are, yeah. They want to go and have a look. Bring it back, I say, uh, as long as it doesn't affect this podcast. Uh, giant <laughs> as long do as I what? don't have to present it anymore, I'm right behind it. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know how old Giant Estax was when he died? I bet it's something like 22. 52? <laughs> Fucking Only hell. 52. He done all right. It's no age, is it? But it's no it, he, his, his heart can't have been healthy. I mean, what did Giant... I mean, we, we'll discover this on the history box, but what was his diet? What was he eating? Well, like I say, we'll get into that in the history box. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening we'll be back with more next week goodbye bye bye